0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Uh, let's go to Chris Turnage. He's had to uh, endure enough of this nonsense. Let's talk about NFL stuff. Chris, welcome. What do you sleep at at night?
2: I, I, I'm with you, Justin. I'm a, I'm a 68 guy.
1: I got, I gotta have a cold. Okay. All right. And honestly, I would prefer 68 and a fan. That'd be ideal. But you know, I will have to work on that. <laughs> I need to, t- I need to talk but, to. You the- know,
2: hey, if you want me to reach out to Sean Watson. For the massage contact, you know, you said you needed one. I'll, I'll see what I can do for you.
1: <laughs> you know, I just go to the Astral Spa if I'm in Hot Springs, or I'll pop over to Avabella if I'm in, in uh, Little Rock. And I also will tell you this, Chris. I know how to behave, behave appropriately when I'm in a massage, so nobody's going to be making any charges filed against me. If anything, I'm going out of my way to make sure that they're comfortable. I'm like, this is uh, awkward. I don't know. I just... I don't want to make you uncomfortable. What am I doing like, wrong? You want to take off
2: your turtleneck? You're like, no, I'm good. It's yeah, fine. I'm like,
1: no, no, no. I always get a massage in a park. Don't mind me. It's cool. It's it's fine. No, it's good. No, I got two pairs of pants on. It's it's great. Don't don't sweat it. Uh, okay, so that's our question of the day today, and I want to ask you to be, uh, even though you're an attorney, you know, to, to give me sort of your legal perspective on this, but if you want to, feel free. But, you know, there are people kind of flipping out about this today, Chris. It's pretty much exactly what I expected for the suspension. How about you?
2: You know, I thought it would be a little higher, honestly. I didn't think it was going to be a full season, but I thought it would be in the 9 to 12 range. Um, And it's interesting, you know, there was negotiations going on up until last night between the PA and um, the NFL about kind of an agreement. And the PA was agreeing to 6 to 8, but the NFL said they they wouldn't take anything less than 12. And so uh, they were kind of negotiating back and forth there. Um, you know, I'll tell you the interesting thing is is kind of the precedent. You know, you look at Ezekiel Elliott, look at Ben Roethlisberger, they both got six games. But then the other obvious thing that, that kind of slaps you in the face is that was only one accuser. And here you're dealing with multiple ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, now, I will say procedurally, since there was discipline issued, either side can appeal, but the appeals officer would be Roger Goodell. So he can absolutely – NFL could appeal, and Roger could bump it up to a year if he chooses to. Um, you know, NFLPA issued a statement – last night that said oh we're going to stand by the ruling no matter what it is and we would encourage the NFL to do the same but it was already starting to leak that it was going to be six or seven games and so I think that's why NFLPA did that so it'll be interesting to see if the NFL appealed I I expect them to probably do so um and then Roger Goodell again would to hear that and could bump it up to you know eight to twelve range
1: this is not a laughing matter at all but I will say I guess part of the the next thing is now the practical part of it right like How's it going to be when he's on the football field? How are opposing fans going to receive him? How are Cleveland fans going to receive him? What's your expectation with that kind of thing? You know,
2: it, it was it was kind of eye-opening for me, you know, as, with camp opening and stuff. I mean, everybody was yelling Deshaun Watson's name. They were people wearing his jersey, getting his autograph, uh, you know, pictures. So, so far, they were worried, actually, Cleveland Browns were worried we have a guy on Cleveland and so they had told them internally they were worried about some protesters showing up, you know. And they said just ignore them. But there weren't, there wasn't any of that as Cleveland opened camp. Um, now maybe there is as more goes on, but so far there hasn't been. Now, I think absolutely in opposing stadiums, you know, you're going to get uh, you're going to get some some heckles for sure. Um, but I don't know if there's going to be the, you know, when Michael Vick's situation happened, there was people protesting at every stadium outside of Atlanta Stadium all the time. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty big deal in terms of protest. And so I don't know if you're going to see that level or not, but I was a little surprised to see, you know, again the opening of Cleveland how how they've accepted it so far. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think the NFL will appeal this?
2: I do. Um, my, my gut says they probably will because I know they were also wanting a pretty heavy fine, like in the range of six to eight million dollars, and there was no fine issued right now. And so I do think they probably will. And of course, NFLPA, mm-hmm. then will probably try to sue in federal court to shoot down, but. You know that standard has been set. If you remember back in you know the gate and all that, it is tough to overturn an arbitrator, and especially when that's what they agreed to in the CBA was that you know if there was no discipline issued, then Roger Goodell couldn't hear an appeal. But since there was some, he gets to hear an appeal, and and I, yeah, I do think they'll probably appeal and try to try to bump that up to at least you know twelve games, eight to twelve games is what I what I suspect.
1: At what point do you get diminishing returns if you're the NFL? I mean, like at what point do you? I mean, it's been such a long-running story, and it is a black eye for the league to some degree. But I do think, again, I don't think people look at it the same way as the Michael Vick situation. You already made your point about that with protesters. I don't think they look at it the same way as they do with the Ray Rice situation. So at some point, don't you want to get this off your books and kind of move along with your life?
2: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think that's the that's probably what they're debating. They have three days to decide if they're going to feel it or not. I mean, that's probably what they're debating right now. I mean, they, they want to show a strong stance on you know, what they're considering, any violence against females or anything um, related to sexual harassment or anything. They do want to show a strong stance. But, you know, to your point, Justin, do you, want to, do you want to do this? Because if you do appeal, NFLPA is going to file a lawsuit. Then it just drags on and on and on, you know, in federal court for that, that time, um, if you remember, kind of like, you know, the Brady situation. So, yeah, I think there's absolutely some merit to say, hey, let's, let's just accept this and, and move on.
0: Would the NFL try to read the room? You know, get a feel for what the country thinks of the suspension. Like, we're doing a poll question today. There's a way for them to find out. And if, you know, their fans aren't upset with this, do you think that then they could go, well, you know what, I think we're okay?
2: Yeah, I do think that's part of the consideration. Um, now, I don't know if Roger Goodell will be tuning in to see, you know, your guys' results or not on the <laughs> poll. But I, I, I do think uh, that, that's part of, the, part of the, the scenario that they're going through is, you know, hey, what, do do? what happened public relations wise? if we don't do this? what happens you know, public relations wise if we do do this? Yeah. And you know they, they do high, they have hired two female um, people in the NFL who work with these you know investigations and stuff now and they were former prosecutors for um, sexual assault charges and stuff like that. So I think you know, a big part is going to be asking their opinion and going through those kinds of things.
1: You know, this. we're talking to Chris Turnage on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline about a number of things, but we're hung up on the Deshaun Watson thing right now. I mean, look, this this person had plenty of time to dig into this. They looked at all the facts. I guess they did interviews. Um, You've had grand juries, two different ones, look at it. There have been no charges filed. Again, at some point, like, you have to accept that there's not a criminal activity that's happened here, just inappropriate behavior. And, again— he had a de facto year long suspension last year because of this. And now you're losing six more games. So again, I'm not going to cry in my coffee over Deshaun Watson, but at this at some point you have to get to the level of reasonability. And I'd be I'd be disappointed, but not shocked, you're right, if the NFL decides to step in and do something with this. So I don't I don't know. I just uh you know, there's it's been this thing has been, you know, sliced and diced and looked at by people who understand these things very well multiple times. I just don't know what what else people want but at the same time the early results on our poll are you know he should have gotten more a, a longer suspension and i think the general public typically when there's any kind of inappropriate behavior by a professional athlete who they feel like is coddled they want to burn him at the stake they always want to throw the book at him and it's like what about all the crap you do that's wrong yeah don't worry about yeah, me i agree
2: I, I agree certainly i i think with this case the biggest thing though is just the sheer number of accusers that's out there i think if this were one accuser it wouldn't have received the near amount of attention and you know scrutiny that it has but just a sheer volume when you're talking you know 20 30 whatever it is right keep, keep coming i think that's what just kind of has, has okay. resonated with people you know the wrong way
1: if there were 24 incidents with one woman or one incident with 24 women is it any different i guess maybe for some people it is to me the guy has no idea how to go in and get a massage without becoming you know aroused and it's not what it's about and that's uh, the fact that that has never explained to him. I mean, there are a lot of people to me that should be held accountable in this because it, there was there's pretty good evidence that there were people that were aware of what he was doing when he was in there. Plus, the fact that he was seeking out outside sources when there was plenty of masseuse mm. uh, services available to him right there in house or with relations to the teams that he was, I guess, with the Texans at the time.
2: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing to me, one of the part of the depositions were leaked and the question when, when Deshaun Watson was getting deposed and he said so you're going out to seek these women out on Instagram he said yeah he's like "Well, you don't look at their qualifications and Deshaun Watson that's not what I was concerned about um and so to me that was kind of the most damning statement um in the deposition I, mean, I don't really care if
1: they're
2: truly a massage therapist license or not you know I mean to your point Justin hey this is what i am kind of how I'm going to get it I'm so,
1: into it uh, what what are your qualifications? Exactly. uh I'm attractive. Okay, you're in. I'll see you at three. <laughs> Pictures, please. Yeah, work. I mean, it's you know, that's obviously. I mean, he is there. I mean, it is there. There's definitely is a uh a predator type of behavior happening here. There's no question. And is he gross? Yes. Is he a bad guy? Yeah. Um, but again, you know, criminal activity is is but defined differently.
0: Personal conduct code. That's no, what again, this is about.
1: That's why I think the suspension's appropriate. I mean, I just you know.
0: Hey, Chris, what about his agent? I mean, to to get the signing bonus and not include that into the suspension, I mean, it's just brilliant for him. He's gonna lose three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars for missing six games. None of his signing bonus. Uh so uh his salary he's getting paid this year is a million dollars. So he's just missing six yeah. games of a million dollars. I yeah. mean, that's just brilliant. How much for was his signing bonus? Uh two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah.
2: And you know that's what you know. A lot of people criticize the Cleveland Browns and say, "Why did you structure it? it There's only a million dollars to where if it gets suspended, you know, he doesn't lose that much." And you know, it is what it is. Uh, Now, I will say this: you're right, Wes. I think it's a great contract move there, and one of the the best, if not the best, contracts in history, Hmm. especially given the circumstances. However, the only thing I would say that's unique about the agent situation is they reached out at the very beginning of this whole thing to the agent, and they could have settled it all for 150 thousand dollars, and the agent blew blew the attorney off, blew Busby off, and mm-hmm. said, "No, oh, no, we're not, we're not dealing with you. We're not doing anything." And then Busby said, "Okay, well, let's, let's ramp this thing up." And so it is, it is kind of crazy to think about this. The whole thing could have gone away, and nobody would have known about it for 150 grand, um, which would have been a steal. I don't know how much he paid. Obviously, I guarantee it's in the millions now, mm-hmm. um, you know, in settlement amount. So
0: one other, one other nugget there.
1: Not to mention attorneys' fees. You know how those, you know how those attorneys can be, Chris. <laughs> hey, hey, run up the bill, ring it up. That's it.
0: Well, while we're talking about agents, uh, let's go to Kyler Murray uh, and hit the agent and the clause and all that. Chris, ha- had you ever heard of anything, a clause like this for Kyler Murray?
1: For those who missed the clause, you want to tell them what it was?
0: Well, he had to put four hours of uh, film time on, independent study is what they called it. Uh, four weeks, so, uh, four hours a week of independent study watching film. A- have you ever had a clause, anything similar to that? Is this normal?
2: No. No, never. I mean the only thing that I've I've seen either, you know, personally seen or or seen with other contracts is, you know, hey, you gotta show up for workouts or you gotta have a weight clause. Maybe, you know, you gotta weigh somewhat, but like never have I seen an independent study clause. And some people are trying to make it, you know, about a race thing and saying, Oh, it's because, you know, he's black and and I mean, that's not it at all. Arizona obviously had concerns about that. Uh, situation. And, you know, Kyler Murray went back in one of his interviews, or if you remember all, early on, and saying, you know, oh, I don't do a lot of film study. I just have a mind that I can see things, so I don't need to do a lot of study. Uh, I just have that ability to remember stuff. And so, Arizona obviously had a concern, especially with the fact that it was tied to his guarantee. In other words, they could void his guarantee if he didn't do that four hours of independent study per week. And so, to have a concern about that, you know, now I know Arizona came back and took it out of the contract, but to have a concern about that is would be, I guess, concerning, you know, to say your your star quarterback is not studying four hours a week. So that you have to put that in the contract um, and tie it to the guarantees is, is astounding.
0: So could they have, if almost use this as a reason to take money back or to cut him at some point if it, things kind of got bad?
2: Yeah, absolutely. They could have. They could have said, "Hey, you're not following up to this four hours a week study." Now they would have absolutely been grievances and legal issues filed had that had had they cut him or taken his guarantees back because of that, you know, it's like, okay, well hey, I was in the film room but I fell asleep for fifteen minutes of that coward, you know, whatever. There was gonna be a lot of discussion. But absolutely the way the contract was structured, they could have terminated this contract or, you know, taken back the guarantees or voided the guarantees had he not lived up to that.
1: I you know, I was I don't know how legit this was, but somebody put out a, a, a tweet this weekend, or maybe it was on Instagram, but it was. Uh, it showed the correlation of his performance when the Call of Duty updates were released, or something. <laughs> yes, did you see this? this? Yeah. And I'm like, if that's legitimate, that isn't very good for him. But uh, anyway, I,
2: I, I did see that, and I don't know if it is or not, but I did. I did see what you're referring to. And yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was actually pretty pretty crazy, though. Looking at the dates of when it when it was released, you know. Yeah.
0: So if you're his agent, and they come to you with this, what I mean, what do you do? Hmm.
2: I mean, on the one hand, you're going to say, no way, we're not doing this. But on the other hand, if you're about to get the kind of guaranteed money you're about to get, you're like, hey, this isn't a big deal, Kyle. You're supposed to be studying anyway. This isn't a big deal. Do it. I mean, so on the one hand, you're going to basically draw a line in the fans. and say, no way, we're not doing this. And then if they're insistent on it, and that's what makes me think they were absolutely insistent on it, then you say, okay, well, hey, we're still getting all these guarantees and you're going to do this anyways, right? I mean, let's let's go ahead and take it. So, I, I mean, I could see that, but again, clearly Arizona Arizona had the issue to continue to push that, or else it wouldn't have gotten in, it wouldn't have been in the contract.
1: How much did he get again? Two
2: hundred and twenty-five, I think. Okay. Like that.
1: If they wrote into my if they were going to give me two hundred thirty million dollars and they wrote into my contract, you also have to be Deshaun Watson's masseuse every week for the season. <laughs> I'd be like, hell yeah, where do I sign?
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, think about. When you guys, hey, you got to do an hour's worth of show prep for the week. It's like, okay, hey, cool. We can do that, you know, for whatever guarantee. That's excessive. Arizona, (laughs) for the
1: week? An hour? (laughs) Successive, Chris. Ridiculous. (laughs) How
0: how did this get leaked in the first place? And who who leaked? Who did it benefit for it to get out?
2: Well, so anytime. That once the contract is done, that, and that's what you know, you always hear there's X number of guarantees, but then a lot of times those guarantees aren't true guarantees in a contract. Not, I'm not talking about Kyler Murray specifically, but you always hear an agent will typically release, "Oh, we just got this done, with 200 million guaranteed," and you look at it, it's really 100 guaranteed, and then if he's on the roster after a certain date, other guarantees kick in. So the reason I say that is, anytime a contract is done, the, the media always rushes once they once it's filed, they get a contract with a, a copy of this filed contract, and so somebody in the media initially got it. It wasn't Arizona or Kyler's team. Uh, somebody in the media got it. They were actually just to check on the structure and to see about the guarantees, if it was true, what was being reported or whatnot. And they happened to come across that clause. And uh, and then, you know, it just it went crazy. It went viral.
0: Sounds like the next quarterback we'll be talking about is Jimmy Garoppolo uh, when that trade happens. So we had a question earlier about his contract. And what happens in a trade situation like that? Uh, it, are the 49ers going to have to eat it? The next team going to have to take it? What do you see happening with Jimmy G?
2: Yeah, so, you know, the baseline of, of a trade means the new team takes on the contract. Um, it, it's kind of the baseline default. But then there's obviously negotiations that happen, just like with Baker Mayfield, to say, okay, well, we'll take on the contract, but you guys got to be responsible for, you know, X amount of dollars. I think you're probably going to see San Fran be willing to eat a little bit um, of that, especially if they get a little bit higher you know, draft pick compensation for it, um, then they might be more willing to eat some of that, some of that dollar amount. Um, I mean, the thing that, that if you look at the numbers, Jimmy G has actually been pretty effective when he's played and when he's been healthy. Um, it's just obviously a big question of can he, can he stay healthy for a whole season and, and, you know, be able to do that. So I do think, you know, you'll see some teams interested in Jimmy G. I think, you know, Seattle potentially, you got Houston, Nick Casario, the GM of Houston, obviously came from the Patriots and was part of that when they drafted Jim Um, So very familiar there. Um, so I do think you're going to see some teams have some interest. Um, and then I do think San Francisco will probably agree to eat some of that contract just to, to make it easier to say, hey, we're going we're to go with Trey Lance and not have you know Jimmy D questions the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: The Cowboys went out and signed, uh, I think, the most valuable player, offensive player of the year from the USFL, Turpin, as a wide receiver last week. Is this uh, happening more and more that the NFL's is uh, uh, using that as a feeder system?
2: Yeah, I think you've seen uh, 18 guys from the USFL oh. sign a contract right now, oh, wow. total. Um, and so, it, you know, the key is is just for anybody, it's just getting that film out there where, you know, as opposed to a guy sitting on the street, it's just getting film and a team seeing it But saying, hey, that's, that's a pretty – Pretty good film. Let's bring him in. You know, Turpin had some off-the-field issues coming out of TCU, um, which which caused him to, you know, not a lot of NFL teams backed off. And now that there's more time that have elapsed, mm-hmm. and he, he was a dominant return guy <laughs> um, in the USFL, you know, made the Cowboys jump. Yeah,
1: now that they see he kicks butt. It's like they were talking about with Watson. It's like, well, the Cleveland fans accept him. It's like, well, if he comes in <laughs> week seven and throws a touchdown to win the game, I'm pretty sure they'll be on board with him. So <laughs> right. it's funny how these performances right. uh, kind of – Negate some of the negatives. It's weird how that works.
2: So. Oh yeah, well, I, m- I remember vividly. You know, Ben Roethlisberger situation. People saying we're boycotting the Steelers. We're never going back to a game. And then you know, a couple years later, when you're in the Super Bowl, you didn't hear a word about nope. <laughs> about about that. You know, no, people were were you know fighting for tickets. There was no no boycotting going on.
1: Yeah. Well, the scrutiny has changed a little bit from when that happened to you know. I don't know that that would have gone as smoothly the, today. True. If no. If it True. happened now, mm-hmm. so uh, anyway. Well, Chris, thanks for the insight, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, guys. Good catching up. All right, brother. Chris Turner is great stuff.